growing your business is tough, but don't worry, we've got you covered. We interview industry experts on how they've solved their most challenging business problems in SaaS or e-commerce. No fluff, just step-by-step playbooks to help you dominate your market and crush the competition. This is the How We Solve podcast. Here's your host. Welcome to another episode of the How We Solve podcast, where we talk to very smart individuals who have solved hard business problems. Today, I'm talking to my buddy, John Shea, who I know for, I don't know, since 2009 or 2010, we met at South by Southwest back then when it was still fun. And he was also a MaxiDan customer with his business minus.com back then. And what was the business that he had after minus? Um, yeah, chat. <laughs> yeah, chat, right. And now he's, he's rocking task aid and we're talking about a problem that everybody has these days, which is remote team productivity. All right, John. So very happy to have you on the show. Yeah. Hi. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. I'm John Shea, co-founder and CEO of Taskade. We are building a remote collaboration tool for distributed teams. It's real time, it's super simple, and it's flexible. And we've been starting this company since 2017, and we are a remote first team, having started based in New York and Singapore. Very cool. And... Being a remote first team, you know, it's like gives you a straight advantage so you didn't have to scramble when COVID came around, you know, like, like everybody else. With my portfolio of businesses, we're all remote first. Actually, we have, with one of the businesses, we have a, an office in Macedonia, but everything else is remote. And so it was, it was a clear advantage. One thing you mentioned, it's a real-time collaboration tool, but there's a lot of debate about real-time versus asynchronous. So how do you solve this problem? Or which parts in your, with your team do you run? Or also with your customers, I guess. Do you, mm-hmm. yeah, where is real-time the right thing and where is asynchronous the right thing? Sure. I mean, I think one thing for us is that our team has always been remote and distributed, not just you know, across the street or in a different city or state, but really across different time zones, right? And when you have different time zones and you think about it, the way to be efficient has to be optimal. And when you have multiple time zones, one party would have to compromise in a bit in terms of being able to hop on a call in real time and and synchronously. So the rule of thumb that, you know, we've seen this again and again work well for us is asynchronous most of the time and in real time only sometimes. But of course, when you do have real time collaboration and being able to hop on the same call together, you have to make the most of it and being able to sync up and plan not just for today, but perhaps for the week ahead and also sync up on the things that you've done the days prior. So yeah, I think the rule of thumb for us is even though we're building a real-time collaboration tool, that asynchronous still has to be the key majority of the time to be very productive in a remote setting. But the real-time component is as important as ever because those time really count when you do hop in a room together virtually. How many in-person or like, you know, face-to-screen to meetings do you have? Like, yeah, I guess, do you have stand-ups? Do you have quality planning plans? Like, and do you have it planned out, like similar to how Interaction, the EOS system, where you have like your, your level 10 meeting, you know, with the team once, <laughs> once a week and you have your quality planning, et cetera, and review meetings. How does it look for you guys? Sure. I think we talk about this, you know, sometimes when we think about building remote team, we talk about building remote culture, right? That's like one of the toughest challenges. But for us, another thing is really just about discipline. And we have two meetings that's kind of like an all-hands meeting per week. So one is at the start of the week and one is towards the end of the week. 
And we make sure that that meeting, everyone gets to say something. But the first meeting is more of, you know, everyone sharing their progress, everyone sharing their thoughts, and they can bring anything up. The second meeting towards the end of the week is more project-driven and project-focused. So you're saying, okay, what is the status of the project you're working on? Who's the stakeholder? And in that sense, you know, we get to plan out for the week after. So the synchronous meeting is only twice a week. But throughout the week, you might have many smaller, I guess, one-on-one sessions where the teams that need to huddle together and work together, they can hop on their own type of synchronous meetings if necessary. And of course, on my side, I still talk to customers, you know, every week. So we have to schedule calls because even though they get to fill out the survey or they might be able to share a lot of thoughts using Cascade, ultimately, it's still great to get them and chat with them and be more personable. I know you went to Y Combinator. They give you some, some framework that you should follow or did you just kind of come <laughs> up with it yourself? The crazy thing about Y Combinator was we were essentially the last batch. So we, we went through summer of 2019, exactly like a year before right now, that was non-remote, right? Since then, all the batches have been somewhat remote. The current batch right now of YC Summer 20 is fully remote. We didn't talk too much about remote when we mm-hmm. were doing YC. We were in person. And there weren't so many companies even building remote work tools. There was only you know, two or three apps that were building tools for remote teams or distributed teams. Everyone knew it was a trend and it was something that's going to happen, but it was much slower. And people still thought that, you know, this is something that is not a necessity, but now it, it has become a necessity. I think one, one of the YC type of uh, advice early on was really helpful was in the sense that you want to make sure your team is always aligned, right? And you want to make sure that as a startup, you are figuring out the solutions, the, the 1090 rule where you can come up with a solution that solves majority of problems, but only takes up 10% of the time versus the other solution that might be something that takes much longer. But we didn't talk so much about remote teams, actually, during YC last year. I'm sure that has changed, though. <laughs> Drastically, yeah. Talking about team alignment, what do you do to make sure the team's aligned, that everybody's marching into the same direction? Sure. I mean, one thing that YC you know, teaches as part of their, I guess, Bible as well, the handbook, is really about product market fit. And the idea behind product market fit really isn't just so that you have customers that love your product. The idea behind product market fit was so that you have so much demand coming in that that you have to continuously scale because you're unable to fulfill that demand. So in a way, we are still trying to get there, right? We're still getting there. We're talking to our users, talking to our customers. But to get to product market fit, you have to understand the needs of the individuals and you have to bet that whatever niche market that you're focusing on is going to be a market that will continue to grow and scale. So kind of like betting on the right horse right here. And I think for us, in that sense, we got lucky because we bet early on on remote teams and building this like one single workspace for remote teams to be able to manage tasks, write notes, and communicate, right? So that side has been great. But you know, at the same time, we have been really aligning the team towards getting to that goal. And that means talking to the customers and driving your team priority roadmap based on a lot of these customer-driven interviews. It's an interesting topic. I'm curious because it's, it's so important to figure out what your customer actually really needs and that you find your positioning and, and I guess at some point the real product market fit. How do these interviews look? Do you have a standardized mm-hmm. set of questions and how, how do you run these interviews? Going to the interviews, I think from our side, you know, one pivotal moment for the interviews was instead of asking the customers, what features do you want? You know, what features do you want us 
to add, you know, what do you not like about the product? What do you like? We started asking them, starting with the question of, you know, what job did you hire Cascade to do, kind of regards to the job theory. And then asking them, you know, to describe our product in just like one short sentence. That's been incredibly helpful. And then going back to how to align the team, right, with the roadmap and how to make sure the team is aligned remotely. We actually share customer interviews every single call we do, whether it's the Monday call or the Friday call, right? We always share customer interviews, customer feedback, and we do it in a way that we also encourage others to partake in it, but it's very genuine the way we do it. And we actually share word by word what the customers say. We quote them. We let the team know what everyone is saying, you know, and we share the good and the bad. So we're very blunt about it. And once you start seeing some common threads between, you know, the feedback from the customers that, you know, you really care about, which is the teams, the remote, the distributed teams that are really trying to scale and grow, the company as a whole starts to align towards the same goals. And at that point, we've identified the key functionalities and the key areas that we need to improve. And then we continue to reinforce that during every call because the feedback actually coming in is always consistent in terms of some of the things that we're working on. So one thing could be that we're working on right now is automation, right? Ability to create recurring tasks, repeating tasks, so that teams can put their projects on autopilot for ones that is just a bit more repetitive. So that's one thing that we're hopefully, you know, knock on wood, shipping this month. And I assume you're eating your own dog food. You're using Taskade to, to facilitate all this, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, before Taskade, the idea was you have Google Docs, you have, you know, of course, email, which Slack really tried to, to replace. And then for note-taking, for task management, you have your Asanas, you have your Trellos. And then for more technical teams, you have your GitHub, you have your Jira. The idea for us was always to replace all of them or as many of them as possible to create this like one OS that teams can live in, right? So communication, collaboration, coordination, the three Cs that we thought about. But also since day one, we've wanted to build Taskade because we ourselves are kind of like nerds when it comes to games and the idea of being able to chat and being able to play around with things in multiplayer. And we're like, why are all these task management tools still like stuck in the past? Why are all of them so not focused towards, you know, being a multiplayer experience? It's always like point and click and you have to wait or you have to refresh. Or you have to wait for it to push and pull versus Cascade. Everything just synchronous. If you are updating on the same page, it just feels mm-hmm. like everything is instant. Like, like, yeah, like it's basically, everything. right? Everything's just happening right in there. Yeah. And better. <laughs> <laughs> what I really like when I took a glimpse at your tool is the origami feature, if you call it that, you know, that you can kind of like take a meeting notes that you took and then turn them into a... Uh, a different view, right? In yeah, diff- different view. views, like like a uh, like a mind map, or you can then turn it into yeah, all these different views. I think this was a really cool feature. Kind of get, getting a little bit off topic here, but um, I'm still curious. In terms of replacing your customers, when I talked, I also had the author of April Dunford, the author of obviously awesome, really awesome book, mm. and she said when you do these custom interviews. A question that you always ask, like kind of who who are we replacing? Like who are we competing with? You know, and often you're just like replacing Excel, you know, even though you think you have like this phenomenal complicated tool that you've built, you're just kind of actually really replacing Excel. Where do you put the weight in terms of, you know, you can't be 10 out of 10 in everything, right? You probably, I don't know if you can, mm-hmm. if you have video calling, do you want to be as good as, uh, as a Zoom? Do you think you can compete with this? Like what are the areas of your tool where you say, okay, here we want to just like check the box that we have this and here we want to be like 10 out of 10. It's a great question and, and an awesome book too. I actually just listened to it on Audible like a oh, month ago. Yeah, yeah, I actually just remember I listened to it. 
And I think from our side, it's, it's funny too, because I, I think I also linked to you to the tweet, right? From Demo Day at Y Combinator last year, where we got made fun of for trying to build a new tool to replace other tools. So we created a new tool. That was kind of the joke from a TechCrunch journalist and the tweet went viral. But our mission since day one was you know, very simple to replace Slack, Asana, and Google Docs for chat managing tasks and of course, organizing and writing down notes. When it comes to what is the first and most important thing about Task K, it's of course the tasks. You know, about getting things done. Yeah, the task management portion <laughs> and to help teams really manage their projects from the ideation phase all the way to completion, right? So from brainstorming to organizing and being able to break things down and then delegation and tracking and then all the way down to, okay, let's finish this, let's wrap this up to completion. And that's always been, I guess, the goal since day one. And that's also why we designed every single project, or you can call it like a very smart, flexible tree structure document in the way that it behaves like a piece of origami. Because you can fold a list and then change it all of a sudden into a mind map or change it into a Gantt chart or into an org chart, so on and so forth. And in the future, we're going to be able to add additional views on top of Taskade without overcomplicating the UI because it's essentially one single data structure that lets you manipulate it differently and visualize it differently versus, I would say, a traditional smart document. You're essentially adding Legos, as they would say it, but you're adding different blocks of different text and it just gets more and more complicated and harder and harder to organize and keep track of. So we do see this as a strength for Task K going along. And we're always going to be task first, hence the name. But everything else around it is to make this idea of remote collaboration and, and getting things done much more, I guess, multiplayer and fun and, and, and flexible. Yeah. <laughs> You're still a gaming nerd. What, what's your favorite game? You still play? Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a wild ride you know, over the years with all these games coming out, especially the recent phenomenon with the Battleground games, right? like Fortnite and, you know, PUBG and now, of course, like Call of Duty. But I'm still very much into the old school games. Like my co-founder, Dionis, he and I actually met playing StarCraft and he still mm-hmm. plays StarCraft every now and then. I still play Counter-Strike every now and then, uh, CSGO, but I started out back then when it was CS 1.0, right? That's when yeah. everything started. I like so yeah, I, I still play every now and then with my friends. Just keeps you a bit sharper, I guess. Your reflexes. Yeah, with Counter. I mean, I stopped. I played games hardcore many <laughs> years ago. When EverQuest came out, I played on three computers at the same time. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I, I like to joke about this, but I, I didn't get to play EverQuest. But when World of Warcraft came out, I started the first day it came out, and then I lost track of a year of my life. Back <laughs> I just don't remember what happened that year. <laughs> yeah, and so this is also why, yeah. why I stopped Cold Turkey. To the point that I was like so far detached from games that I uh, met the founder of Riot Games and I didn't know what they're doing. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. Like, <laughs> back to the uh, topic in terms of uh, managing remote teams, I guess an interesting thing we also picked up is the, the product market fit discussion. So we can kind of give this how we solve two titles. I guess feedback is, is a really important thing. Like how do you integrate? And you mentioned a few things about, sorry, but like how do you really integrate? How do you get the feedback from customers? And how do you make use of it? There has been many topics around like the signal versus the noise. How do you differentiate the feedback that matters from just the ones that you need to just not think about too often and still stay focused? And going back to building a product and getting to product market fit, I really think it goes back to also the team vision and the product vision that you set out to build initially. And how do you focus on that while listening in on the, the feedback and being able to prioritize accordingly. So, you know, for us, 
it has been an uphill battle when it comes to prioritization. But most of the things that we've been working on in the past year or and, and two after YC, it hasn't really changed from our original roadmap when we started in 2017. It just told us how much more important it is when it comes to being able to get things done as a remote team than, than prior. But it goes back to, I, I still think, prioritizing and then getting the team aligned so that they understand why what they're building is so important to the users, to the customers, and making sure that when you do deliver, you have a way for them to understand and to showcase them that people do care about the stuff that we're improving on with the product. So, so our kind of mantra has been, you know, ship often, ship fast. And every single time we do ship, we make an announcement and we tell the users, tell the, the community what we actually, yeah, what we actually ship. And we have a public roadmap using Task K where teams and, and users and customers can chat with us on the project oh, nice. itself, leave comments. Yeah, it gets a little noisy sometimes, so people have to turn notifications off. But, you know, it, it's been really fun to have. <laughs> yeah, and we feel like we're on a really good path, but it goes back to... I don't think there's one single right formula for every single company, for every single team, you have to figure it out for yourself. And sometimes you have to believe in your gut feeling because what all of the users might be telling you might be incorrect, right? You do you have, have, clear, do you have clearly defined avatars? You know, like three avatars, like these are the people that we're building this for and we don't care what mm -hmm. the feedback we get from anybody else because it's, you know, you can technically build everything, but it's like hard to kind of stay on, on focus and build something that's really right for these types of customers, right? Yeah, and I think before doing YC, we were very product-driven as a team. After YC, we also became more data-driven, which has been really helpful. Started asking new signups about their profile, right? Are you a team user? Are you a work professional? Are you a personal user? And if you're a team and professional, what kind of company are you? What really helped us align the team was also to really focus on one core, which is distributed and remote teams. And also, I would say more teams that have multiple projects going on simultaneously. So we really care about the teams that have many things going on, not just like a single thing. And of course, the angle of personal versus team. I would say before YC last year, we still kind of wanted to make this into a personal task manager in addition to a collaborative one. After YC, we're like, okay, we have to stop thinking about this as a personal individual tool and a team tool. We cannot make it the best of both. Let's just go all in and make oh, this team the best tool, yeah. collaborative task manager and task list tool. Yeah, so that part has really helped us also in terms of focusing and aligning the team. The team thing has the extreme benefit that it becomes viral, you know, that you invite teammates, you know, mm -hmm. as a team you work with customers or other companies and you may invite them to this so they see it and get exposed versus like a, an individual user, you know, will not necessarily share it with, with other people. Yeah, and when we did do customer interviews, we have, you know, customers tell us during the call, like saying, wow, when I use... Cascade, even though I'm using it remotely with my team who's across the street or on a different floor, they felt like there were holograms of their teammates as if they were putting to the same room when they're in a project or a workspace. And when we heard that, we're like, oh my God, this is awesome. How can we get more people to say that about our product and continue mm -hmm. you know, towards that? And this is again, before the COVID situation started happening. So since day one, when we say like we're remote first, we didn't really understand it because we knew we were a remote first team. But what we didn't realize was we were actually building Cascade for a remote team because we were one ourselves. And I think over time, it just became clearer and clearer. And YC was a pivotal point also, you know, during last summer, it's figuring that out, saying like, okay, we are the unified workspace for remote teams, for distributed teams. Very cool. 
Do you have any resources like books, good blog posts, videos on YouTube that you can share with the audience? And we're going to put them in the show notes that help or it's good content to figure out remote team management or productivity. Sure. I feel like I'm, I'm you know, selling YC a little bit hard, but Y Combinator has been awesome. And a lot of the resources are also free for their startup school, right? And for me, every single time you hit a wall, there's always at least one article from Paul Graham that's relevant <laughs> to whatever you're, you know, you're hitting a wall. On. And of course, the most, I think, most real article from Paul was default alive or default dead. And for most startups, you know, you're default dead. And it goes back to finding product market fit, but also being able to scale the company in a way that you know is sustainable and that, you know, do you need to raise more money or can you start actually being self-sufficient? And of course, Paul has been, you know, a strong advocate of saying, be profitable, right? And be able to scale and be in a position where you can raise more money or you don't have to raise more money. Our partners, you know, Eric, Jared, um, Brad, NYC, they were really awesome and Uri. But I also really love some of the videos from Kevin Hale and Michael Seibel on YouTube. And those are really, really worth watching. And of course, Michael talks a lot about product market fit. Kevin has some great videos around product design. You know, for me, I think the, the ultimate thing is about how to build a product that's really simple, yet very useful. And as you add additional functionalities, how do you still keep it simple? It's really actually tricky. So you're not building a Beatrix that does everything under the sun, <laughs> but you just get overwhelmed when you open it up. You just want to close it again. Right. Yeah, and, and not not to like really say that we we are very emotional as a team, but like one thing we do here when we talk to our customers is that they feel that Taskade brings some sort of emotions to them when they use it. I really think we want to keep that within our DNA, not just remote or distributed, but keeping the DNA of saying like we want to build a simple, but also a tool that brings out emotions from the people that we touch. It sounds kind of cheesy, but it's kind of true. Oh, it's, cool. and it's really hard. It's really hard to think about. Yeah, just don't focus on the German market because we don't have emotions. You know, you're going to be losing battle. <laughs> I think we have some cool German users too. They love, you know, the fact that they can organizing a tree and infinitely. Too. Yeah, or, I mean, it's uh, true. Like it's still for Germans because it's about organizing stuff, you know, so that makes that, sense. That'll cast it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to share with the audience or maybe you want to give out some some coupons, like something you want or anything you want to plug all, all yours. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, if anyone ever needs help or have questions or feedback, feel free to just send me an email. It's just john, J-O-H-N, at taskk.com. Yeah, that's it. All right, awesome, man. Then thank you very much for, for jumping on the show. It was really good catching up with you. Great chatting again, David. Thanks so much. Right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Is your sales team spending too much time researching leads and accounts? We take over all the labor-intensive sales development tasks so your team can focus on building relationships and closing more deals. We don't just build lists. We take a strategic research-based approach to find your team qualified leads every day. Ready to start? Schedule your free consultation at taskdrive.com. That's T-A-S-K-D-R-I-V-E dot com. Thanks for listening to the How We Solve podcast. Dominate your market and crush the competition with our step-by-step playbooks. Subscribe right now in your favorite podcast player or visit howwesolve.com.